Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, motivational speaker, women's empowerment coach, full-time psychology student, mama four, and military spouse. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and real stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Happy Friday, everybody. Every Friday is a Friday over here on the Inspired Women Podcast because it's just me and you chatting it up. So I figured I've been ranting. By the time you guys hear this, you know, it was a couple weeks ago, but uh, I was ranting about the health and wellness industry. I posted on Instagram about my real life struggle when I was a fitness coach. So I started on my weight loss journey before I became a fitness coach. But I would tell you that it really took a turn for the worse when I was a fitness coach because there was so much pressure to look a certain way um, so people will work with you, right? Because I was told, you know, like people don't want to work with um, fitness coaches who have a little extra fluff and stuff. And so I worked my fucking ass off just to look what like what people said you have to look right like right um and I beat myself up so hard for not having six-pack abs I mean I was pretty chiseled but I did not have six-pack abs I don't have the genetics for it apparently six-pack abs are partially genetics and partially what you eat so I when I mean I took a turn for the worse is I was doing extreme workouts for several years barely ever giving my body a day off. And instead of continuing to feel that like high after the workout, you know, like the happy feeling, I started feeling very exhausted and depleted. And I was on the verge of adrenal fatigue because I had pushed my body so much and not allowed it the opportunity to rest and relax. And so much so that when I took a break from working out, when I went back, I could barely work out at all. And it's not because I took that long of a break. It's because my body was like, I am fucking done. I'm over this shit. And in the process of also working out so hard, I was obsessed with counting calories. Obsessed. I had my fitness pal and I counted every freaking calorie that went in my mouth. And for the longest time, I wouldn't eat somewhere if I didn't know what was in the food, right? If I didn't, if I could not count that and put it in my little, my fitness pal, which is great. Like my fitness pal, I'm not bashing on them. It's not their fault that I had an issue. Um, if I could not put you know, every little thing in my fitness pal, I couldn't eat there. Uh, and it was, it was starting to cause major issues in my life. And now that I know I'm bipolar too, I'm like, oh, I see why I did that. Because one of those things with bipolar too is setting these big audacious goals that like you will just focus on. And when I say big audacious goals, it's not always bad. But when it's like obsession, it can become really detrimental. And it was very detrimental to my mental health. My mental health was in the shitter this whole time. And I was, I was touting like how I was working on my, you know, physical, mental and emotional health and how I was so healthy. And I was constantly sharing before and afters. And mind you, there's barely any change in those before and afters. Like, let's be honest. And it was just this toxic mentality in this toxic place. And it was so unsustainable. And 
I now, and I posted this on Instagram after I talked about that, I said, I now unfollow people that post too many before and afters. I often will not follow back fitness coaches, especially if I see a lot of before and afters in their feed, or I see warning signs, like warning. There's certain words that I look for that I'm like, "Mm, no, especially diet, um, you know, taking away calories, Our body needs fuel. And yeah, you'll lose weight if you eat less calories. But the problem is, is when you start eating normal amounts of calories, your body's probably going to gain that weight back because you fucked your metabolism by starving yourself. That's the problem is our body's super smart. Um, And because, you know, our genes (laughs) come from like ancient times when they didn't have easily accessible food, when you eat way less calories your body adjusts to that so what happens is when it's like oh okay we're starving I'm gonna adjust so that we're not using as much fuel to do the things we need to do and when you start eating normal amounts again guess what your body's like oh no we were starving what's going on and so it starts packing on the pounds you know preparing for the next starvation that's that's happening (laughs) that it believes it's happening it doesn't know It's built a certain way so we can survive as humanity. And what us as women, we hold on a little extra fluff and stuff sometimes. Now, some people have the genetics, you know, the skinny genes to not have to worry about holding on fluff and stuff. And they may be able to eat whatever the fuck they want and not worry about that. However, skinny does not equal healthy. You still got to take care of your body, even if you have skinny genes. And I don't mean the kind you put on your ass. I mean like genetics. (laughs) but for most of us, our bodies are going to hold on to a little extra because women are biologically built to have babies. So whether you choose to have babies or not have babies, your body's like, oh, we're going to have babies. Let's hold on some extra fat so we can take care of these babies, right? That's what it does. So we're not all going to look like the models on, in a magazine. One, they don't even look like that because they're fucking photoshopped. But two, like you look at Victoria's Secret models, they starve themselves to look like that. I mean, do your research. And a lot of fitness coaches you see that are super fit, that's their fucking job. They're spending their time working out and obsessing about their food. Not all fitness coaches. This is not a bash on fitness and wellness coaches. I don't want you guys, and I know I have some that listen, and I've had guests that are fitness and wellness coaches. This is not a bash on them. I'm saying that there is a dark side to the fitness and wellness industry, and there's some lot of shady shit that goes down. And I know because I got a glimpse of the behind the scenes, and it was not healthy or sustainable. It's important Then when we're focusing on our health and weight loss, if you need to lose weight. So if you need to lose weight because your doctors are concerned about how much weight you have going on in your body, you know, you're seeing detrimental health issues because of how much weight you have on your body. Yes, that might be a time that you want to look into sustainable, healthy weight loss. And what do I mean by that? Stuff you can actually stick to. A routine and stuff that you can actually stick to. Because otherwise, what's going to happen is you're going to do it for a while and then you're going to stop and you're going to gain all the weight back and they're going to have to do it again. And it's just going to be the cycle of dieting. And and dieting is so unhealthy because 
people try to say in the wellness industry, and this is the mindset a lot of wellness professionals had and I had, was it's one size fits all, right? There's a workout for everybody. And if everybody does this specific diet, it's going to work for all of them. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Because we're all different. We all have different genetics. We all um, have different lifestyles. And so just because this lifestyle is sustainable for this person and it's good for their body does not mean it will be for yours and so you have to be really realistic about that and understand and it really pisses me off when people blow up my spot and are like I have this weight loss program bitch did I say I need to lose weight no I didn't I don't think so and the problem is a lot of these wellness professionals will reach out to everybody all willy-nilly. And uh, recently I heard about a wellness professional reaching out to a woman I know with an eating disorder. And you can trigger people with an eating disorder and make them, you know, go back to having an eating disorder if you say these certain things. Because the problem is is psychologically, when you have an eating disorder, your self-image is skewed. It's not It's not reality. And so you don't see that, oh my God, I'm too freaking skinny. I, I'm too skinny, right? And so what happens is a lot of times when people go into remission with their eating disorder is they will gain a little bit of weight because now they're not starving themselves and back to the metabolism. Their metabolism has tanked because they're starving themselves all the time or they're, you know, binge eating and vomiting it up or whatever's going on. And so that's not sustainable and their metabolism has adjusted. So yes, they're going to gain weight when they go back. That doesn't mean you need to assume that they want to want or need to lose weight. You don't want to trigger a person unless somebody has given you the heads up I really need to lose weight. This is what I want. That's different. That's completely different. And that's just a side rant for all those wellness professionals out there. There are certain things that are baselines for all human beings, right? We have to get enough sleep because if you don't get enough sleep, your metabolism, again, tanks um, because we need sleep to heal and repair and our immune system to function properly and our metabolism to function properly and all those things. So we need sleep. That's a huge one. The second thing we need is to eat a whole healthy foods. The most whole foods are healthy. Minimally processed. Like, you know, that doesn't mean you can never have processed food. It just means that shouldn't be the majority of what you're eating. And that's across the board. That is the baseline for most diets out there. Uh, yeah, some like, you know, the lean cuisine diet by the way it's packed full of sodium because you're so you're going to retain water very unhealthy for you but like those sort of things it you know that's more processed foods and yeah some people will say oh I'm going paleo but they'll order a bunch of paleo and I put that quotation marks um junk food basically because it's a bunch of processed shit um, and the third thing is to move your body regularly. And that might look different for, that's going to look different for everybody. I don't want to even say might. That's going to look different for everybody. So what foods work good for your body? That's something you got to pay attention to. Maybe your body does not like nightshades like tomatoes. Maybe it doesn't. And you got to pay attention to how your body reacts. 
and cut out the foods that it doesn't react well to. Or if you notice like yesterday I ate this thing and today I'm really bloated, maybe that's a sign that you need to cut that out of your diet. You know, it's a trial and error and you find out what works best for you and you work with that. And I like to stick to like the 80 or 90% clean whole foods and then, you know, the 10 or 20% depending on the week. I give myself, I cut myself some slack. I cut myself some slack because I'm freaking human. And our lifestyles don't always cater to us eating super healthy all the time. Recently, I've been sticking to smoothies for my lunch because I don't have a lot of time. And I said, toss that shit in a blender. I'm good to go. Toss some protein powder. I toss some spinach and some blueberries and some coconut oil and some chia seeds. And I eat that up or drink it up, I mean. But everybody's going to be different. And if you can't stick to something, don't freaking do it. Like if it's not sustainable for you, don't do it. And you know what? Some people are going to say, you should eat many small meals a day. And some people are going to say, you should eat all large meals a day. Some people are going to say, you got to do it intermittent fasting. And some people will say this. It's all about what works for you and what you can sustain. And the dark side of the wellness industry is unhealthy body images. That's why I unfollow people who show a lot of before and afters, especially if like you look at that and you're like, fuck no, like that's not even like that's not even realistic. That's not even possible. Like that doesn't even exist in real life. You probably Photoshop that shit or, uh, you know, unhealthy ways of living where they're pushing, 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 doing extreme workouts. And they're like, I work out two to three times a day or two to three times a day for like an hour each time. That's not sustainable. Nobody in real life can do that. And that's not good for your body because most of the time people aren't fueling their bodies enough when they're doing that. That may have been part of my adrenal fatigue is I wasn't, not only wasn't I giving my body a break, but I wasn't fueling my body enough to sustain the energy that that it took out of me because then I'm you know I'm also reducing my calories at the same time that's the problem you don't want adrenal fatigue it's it doesn't it doesn't seem like a fun time and it's hard for people to recover from that and you know your workouts you want to do something you don't totally hate and it's getting your body moving and it's giving you what you want right so I'm doing yoga right now because I really enjoy it and it's giving me the re- restoration and relaxation. But sometimes I like to switch it up and, you know, like do Zumba or Pio or, you know, different things. I've backed off of the extreme workouts because, one, I never really liked them anyways. And two, they weren't sustainable for me and made my body hate me. And, you know, you got to figure out what works best for you. I unfollow fitness coaches that share too many before and afters and who have these certain warning signs about starvation diets and, you know, working out extreme and all these unrealistic things because I, I want to protect myself. One, because I could revert back into that mentality of very easily of like, oh my God, I need to do this. And that could be potentially dangerous for me mentally and physically. Um, but not only that, but I feel like we should, we should have a feed on Instagram and Facebook that makes us feel good, right? And you don't want to look at. Now, I fully respect people who had healthy weight loss journeys. That's not what I'm talking about. 
It's mainly fitness coaches here. And I'm not bashing on, again, fitness and wellness professionals. I think there's some really good people out there. But there are also some very dangerous, dark side people that are out there too. And we have to be very weary and aware because you don't want to do that to yourself. You want something that you can sustain, you can continue with. And that you're not just hopping from one diet to another because this one works and but then it stopped working and so we need to try another one and and this worked for Susie and I assume it's going to work for me. It doesn't work like that. So I hope you guys have an absolutely fabulous day. Please, if you're a wellness professional, don't take this the wrong way unless you are one of those people trying to tout the dark side and, the, and then you might want to reevaluate what you're doing. Remember that fitness and wellness are not one size fits all. There is some baseline things that help with all human beings, but that does not mean that the nuances of those things are really going to help with everybody. So I hope you have an absolutely fabulous day and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.